Now this morning, our scripture for our sermon is found in the book of Psalms, Psalm 73. Now I'm going to read pieces of it at a time here. It is uh, not a terribly long psalm. It has 28 verses, but I'd like to read pieces of it as I go through this morning in my sermon. And my sermon is entitled, Losing Our Footing. And I think that the psalmist, this particular psalm, is one of those that speak to the time in which we live. Now, Psalm 73, at verse 1 and 2 and 3. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Now, one of the things that I think is very obvious right now is that our footing isn't sure. Now, many of you know that, that I enjoy fly fishing. Many of you enjoy fly fishing. And the difference between fly fishing and most other fishing is you're not in a boat. You are in the water. You are sometimes just in ankle deep and sometimes you're in about to right here. And if you get much higher than that, then you have another problem. But one of the best things that to do as a fly fisherman, of course, is that you have your waders, but you also have to have your boots and your boots have to be able to give you good footing in the water. And if you don't get that good footing, well then you will be baptized. And you know, over the years I have been baptized in the water numerous times because I lost my footing. And it is just one of those things that happens. Now, in life, we can lose our footing when we see everything that is going on around us. It is an easy thing sometimes to do. We lose our balance. We are, we're not sure the ground that we're standing on is, how shall we say, firm. And so we begin to lose our footing. Here in our country, and certainly around the world, there are factors that are causing a great many people to lose their footing, to be unsure about what is going on, to shake your head in a proverbial way as to what in the world is happening across the land. And especially this 4th of July weekend. I read yesterday an article about the uh, local uh, authorities in Virginia denied a company putting up a big American flag across its construction site because it might cause a protest. And they told them they couldn't put it there. And I thought, we're losing our footing. We see that churches are uh, deciding what to do, how to meet, when to meet, not to meet, 
And, I'm, and many churches have not resumed meeting yet in person. And there is a loss of footing. One of my colleagues, uh, who is now retired down in Louisiana, wrote an article this past week where he said, the church needs to be careful through this because many members may lose their footing in regards to their faith. And so I think that this is an appropriate uh, thing to hear uh, where it says, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. And I think that that is something that we all need to hear for we all understand it I think at least a little bit. Now, it goes on at verse 4, picking up from verse 3, where it says, now this is the psalmist. The psalmist says, For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from the burdens common to man. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. The evil conceits of their minds knows no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. In their arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. Well, we are certainly seeing, I think, across the land, we see those who have become not wealthy, but super wealthy. Where a smaller and smaller percentage of the population controls a greater and greater amount of its wealth. And this will always be a problem in a society, in a country. We see that uh, up in Minneapolis, the city council wants to abolish the police department and then hires private security firms to protect them. What is this? It is a reminder in which we live that things are not right. That the world is not centered. That faith in God is not at a forefront, but instead is discarded or worse, condemned. It is a time when the tearing down of things seems to be more of an act of anger than a time to build things up. This is where we are. And people, whether they want to or not, they're forced to begin choosing to be on this side or not. 
It is a difficult time. Now, we read this, and this last verse of this particular passage of Psalm 73 says, they say, how can God know? Does the Most High have knowledge? They act and live and believe that it doesn't matter because God doesn't know. God doesn't care. God is not interested in the affairs of humankind. This is a great problem. And it is a problem that can even infect the churches across the land. It often rears its head in this form. I or we know better than God. We know better than the Scripture. After all, it is an old book. It is a book that, you know, we really don't need to read, or if we do read, we need to just eliminate passages of it completely. And perhaps the greatest arrogance of all of that is in simply believing that God doesn't care. In verse 12, it says, This is what the wicked are like. Always carefree, they increase in wealth. Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure. In vain have I washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been plagued. I have been punished every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me. And I want to pause right there in verse, the end of verse 16, and we'll get to verse 17. And this is how even the godly person can be overcome by all of this. Because we wondered, look at what is happening. Does God not care? Look, it is what is happening to me. I have tried to be faithful. I have tried to keep my heart pure. I have tried to wash my hands. I have tried, and yet I have been plagued. And literally, in many different ways, all of us have been plagued, including the present plague. I have been punished every morning. And when I try to understand all of this, what was it? It was oppressive to me. And you know what words and phrase that we are currently using that demonstrates that it is oppressive to us? I don't know. These are strange times. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I just don't know how to make plans. These are all things because our minds now and our bodies and our spirits and our soul are heavily laden with all these things and so it becomes oppressive to us. 
and it threatens us with undue stress and with other maladies that lead to hardship and to anger, to loss. But then, what helps the psalmist make it right? What helps him to, let's say, clear his mind? What helps him to look beyond what is happening and to get a greater perspective? Verse 17, Till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground, you cast them to ruin. How suddenly, <coughs> excuse me, how suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. As a dream when one awakes, so when you arise, O Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When I went in entered the sanctuary of God, I understood their final destiny. Now this tells us several things. It is a reminder that not all in the world, not all believe in God, other gods, not all will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ not because the gospel is not preached, not because the opportunity to read the Word of God is not there. It is simply that they have forsaken God. And in forsaking God, their feet are on the slippery ground. When we enter the sanctuary of the Lord, we are reminded that life is not just about the things of our heart, but life is much more and much greater, and that God has purposes far beyond our understanding and our abilities to fully comprehend. We are the creatures. He is the Creator. And so we need to hear that focus. That those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they are not alone. They are not oppressed to the point of being overcome. And their footing in the end is sure. Not like those who do not believe. At verse 21, the psalmist goes on and says, When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. 
My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You will destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. What a powerful affirmation of faith in the Lord God. I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. Whom have I in heaven but you? My flesh, my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. What powerful words. Words that need to be lived out. Words that need to be not just believed and practiced, but shared. Especially among those who are suffering that we know. Family, neighbors, colleagues, to be shared. God is our strength. The one who holds us by our right hand like a great parent holding a child so that that child may safely go wherever they are walking. When our strength fails, and it will fail, when our footing becomes loose and we are in danger of sliding down, it is He who sets us right and He who renews our strength. Many across the land would say that our nation is losing its footing. Many in our land would say the world is losing its footing. And perhaps it is. But we have a source that is greater than the world. We have a strength that is more powerful than all the things that humankind can muster. For we belong to the Lord. And in the Lord, our foot shall not slip. In the Lord, our heart will not fail. In the Lord, we have a place, not just in this world, but in heaven. In the Lord, we find that we can live, suffer, do all that is necessary to get through such a time as this. So, my friends, read this psalm again this week, especially when you've watched the news and you just get very discouraged. Read it again. And maybe mark it so that you can go back to it and know that when you feel that you are giving way, call on him who holds you by your right hand. Thanks be to God. 
who knows his people, who cares for his people, who watches over his people, and whose purposes are always accomplished. Amen. I remind you that uh, if you would like to make an offering this morning, the offering plate is at the back, and you can do so on the way out. You can also make them online or uh, send a check to the church. And thank you all again for your continued generosity towards the church. Would you join me in prayer? Well, gracious God, we thank you for life. And we thank you that we enjoy it even under difficult times. We pray this day, Lord, and thank you that your church perseveres even in the midst of difficulties. And let the gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ, continue to be proclaimed and go out. And let us live it each and every day. So we give our thanks. For all those who give of their wealth and of their retirement, of their work, we give you thanks for those who labor on your behalf, and we ask that you bless all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.